Good evening, everybody, and welcome to tonight's podcast. This is the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figachick911. Awesome, as always, to have you with us. We're going to do a step two of the previous podcast. In the previous podcast, we actually had it as a training podcast, and it was training you to be a more present listener to groom your active listening skills, and then we also dovetailed it out in terms of how do you extend your communication skills in light of stress? How do you recognize if you're caught up in a stress cycle, and how do you stop it? Strategies to actually do so, and then how do you run your 24 so that you can remain an active Uh, listener and an excellent communicator, but then also recognize when the people that you're leading, the people that you're responsible for are caught up in a survival mode or stress symptom or stress cycle, and you are needing to yank them out of there, shy of like they do on television, which is slapping people across the face. So we gave you a few different exercises and a few different strategies and tactics, and With this podcast, uh, it is nighttime right now, and actually on this podcast, our goal here is to assist you and come alongside you as you champion your goals, whatever those goals may be, and ultimately provide you with tactics and strategies and that extra little... I'm not going to call it motivation because I believe motivation is a responsibility, but that extra, the training to actually get into action. How about that? So that you shorten that time period in between idea, inception, and execution. So tonight, you're watching me in my training ground as I am ironing out some of the creases of irregular scheduling um, as it pertains to living I call it two different lives. I still, I have a part-time job and then I'm building a business. And when you're in that middle, it can be, it can be, volatile is not the word. It's just when I'm comfortably in the middle in a building phase. And if you've ever been knee deep in a project, you know that you lose track of time. I swear to God, I have no idea what day it is. I it, I know what the date is, but I have no idea what day of the... Yesterday, I thought it was Saturday all day. It turns out it was Thursday. <laughs> I have no idea. And to add a little bit more onto that, it's we're having changes of seasons. I live in the Chicagoland area, and it's right now it's fall. And so it's getting darker earlier, and this weekend is when we push the clocks back. So every week when... I'm, you know, obviously working in my coaching business as opposed to on the business, but in it. And I I get to be with my coaching clients and we do check-ins, whether it's email, whether it's Skype, FaceTime, telephone call. Sometimes I see them in person. It's interesting how it seems as a group, everybody moves towards the same issues, if you will. And the things that are coming up right now. So when I'm recording this podcast, it's actually the last quarter of the year. And usually once a quarter, I always or I always bring back, you know, what is your guys's goals? What is your goal? And the people that I work with are phenomenal. I seriously, I don't care what any other coach says, but I, I have like the best clients ever. They are 
they're, they know what they want to do. And so they're so coachable and they're so kind and they're so funny. They make me laugh. I just, if you guys are listening, I just love you. And as a group, they don't, I, I don't talk about the other ones on, you know, each other's call, but as a group, everybody moves towards the same places in the city of, we live in Chicago where it's darker and we tend to like, you know, lose that motivation because it's cold outside and you just want to stay like all snuggled up. And then you kind of let a little exception happen or something unexpected happens in your life. And then the next thing you know, it turns into something else. And then you're either just like, oh my gosh, like you just don't feel like doing anything and you're sitting on the couch and you just, it's like every piece of you to, you know, drag yourself out of bed. Or you get so far off of your schedule that you need like a reset period. And I'm finding that here's where my clients are. And and so this podcast totally is going to hit the nail on the head for you guys. And then for everybody else who's here, welcome. It's awesome to have you here, as I said. And for those of you who are new, welcome to you as well. And so let's dive into tonight's material. As I was saying, I'm training myself to iron out some of the creases in my public speaking voice. I I have no fear of public speaking. What I like to do, though, is I like to sound like an engaging presenter. And if you listen to the last podcast, I didn't realize I've, I've been up for like a lot of hours and I'm sleeping. Um, I'm sleeping, but sleeping, I didn't sleep last night, really, I don't think. Um, so I've been up since like one o'clock in the morning. It's like eight o'clock at night and I'm getting kind of fatigued and you could tell it in my voice. But what I want to do is I want to train myself to be in my strength regardless of the time of day, just like I was when I was working as a clinical nurse. It was literally like the only thing that I could do. And there were times when I didn't sleep for like 48 hours at a crack. And it was almost like, I hate to say it, but it was like a no brainer. Like I could literally do it on zero sleep. And I want to develop that level of endurance again, because I highly anticipate that I'm going to be beginning to travel. And as you know, travel of any sort, it, it tends to take it out of you. And so one of my clients today uh, has a very, very long commute and like multiple pieces of a commute, like train and, and a car and, and walking. And it's it's newer for her. And it has been, and plus it's in Chicago, man, like the commute is just kind of brutal and you're around all these people, whatever, and you get really exhausted. Well, she's one of my my clients, my muscular development clients, and she trains like an absolute beast. And so she's we were laughing because she's, you know, saying I'm I'm feeling tired, you know, and, and now to, we've changed her workouts around a little bit. So she's training fewer days, but the intensity is up and we added, you know, some, some different things in there and now she's hungry. And so we we're dealing with some of the changes inside of there. And so in addition to some of the, the issues of fatigue, which we have gotten managed now is the issue where it's, gosh, it's getting dark outside. And whenever it's dark outside, I swear to God, like, I, I feel like that seasonal affective disorder and I get it too. And so it made me 
think. So we were coming up with strategies on her coaching call, and there's some pretty universal ones that if you find that you are affected by seasonal affective disorder, all right, because you wake up, it's dark, you go inside of work, it's still dark, you come out of work, it's dark, you go to bed, it's dark, like you never see the sun for probably three months. And it can get not only annoying, but if you're if you like the sunshine, as I know this girl does, and and I know I do, man, those winter months can they seem like forever, forever, <laughs> like from Sandlot, right? And so here's what I'm gonna tell you: that every everything mostly begins. I was gonna say everything begins, but your life begins with what you do with your nutrition. So I'm going to tell you, if you're having a hard time with seasonal affective disorder, always recommend that you tighten up your nutrition and that you make sure that you include, as always, foods which are high in vitamin C. Okay, that that helps you. And if you can have scents around you that are citrusy, they tend to, to wake you up. So we're going down the avenues of things like essential oils or what's the scent of your body lotions or your scrubs or something like that. Like if you're trying to keep yourself perky, like have perky scents and, and things like that. So that's one of the, the avenues. Now, the other thing here um, that may not seem so soft, if you would, but those things are important because every little thing that you do totally makes a difference. What I'm going to tell you is that when you have very clearly defined goals, you are going to find that you're not affected by seasonal affective disorder. You're simply not. Why? Because you're focused. And it doesn't even have to be a goal within the fitness arena or I mean, it's your goal. It's what do you want to do with the remainder of the year or where do you want to be six months from now? And it's giving you something to focus on rather than focusing on, you know, the next three, the next three months, which are in front of you that, you know, are going to be gloomy and cloudy and cold and probably nasty. Right. So it's changing. It's changing your perspective, but it's it's giving you a separate target to shoot for. And once we do that and we start rebuilding and we're focusing more often to the future rather than the inevitable wind down of the weather that happens here, it's it's exactly like lifting your head above the water. And you will find that you no longer are affected by that seasonal affective disorder. I know it sounds kind of hokey. It almost sounds like too simple. But think of a time when you were going to be going on vacation, maybe sometime around, if you want to call it spring break, or sometime during the winter, and you were leaving to go to a warm, sunny place. Once you hit, once you probably book the trip, or you were getting closer to it, two weeks out, three weeks out, the weather local didn't affect you anymore because you knew that you were going to be living or leaving. And in fact, it incentivized you to imagine what it was going to be like on the beach with your umbrella drink or basking in the sunshine or the smell of the ocean. It changed you. You transplanted yourself away from where you were physically to where you wanted to be. And then 
you've made it through those days. And then I think what's so funny is that eventually everybody reaches the, the point where you just don't care then. I'm going to be totally honest. I know that I say always do your best, you know, all these things. But how many of us, you get to either like the last week before vacation or like the, the two days before vacation and you're like, whatever, you do your job, you you know, you everything is to satisfaction, but you're so not here, you're there, that it doesn't matter. As long as your your plane or your mode of, of transportation can get out of the city that you're in to get you to your destination, you could really care what the heck happens, <laughs> right? And it's because your focus is someplace else. And that's going to be part of the mindset strategy that you use anytime you're in a situation that is not optimal, Okay, even if it's a situation that you put yourself in and, you know, you have to pay consequences or whatnot, it's, I always say this, it's who you choose to be in that moment, but you can choose to be playful even in a bad situation. And I know that we're human beings and we're not always going to be happy and peppy. I'm I'm telling you what's possible when you solidify your mind. That's what I'm doing right now. And you have that choice of do I want to stay you know pulling myself down and talking about the misery of the situation. And this is not indicative of my client. Let me get that out there. This is not her. She merely expressed the fact, you know, seasonal affective disorder, I struggle with that. So the next recommendation that I had was your words create your reality. And so what we're able to do, and we're going to do right now on this call, is going to actually change the language that you use. So you can call this a pivot turn. If you want, you know, if you're like playing sports and you, you pivot and you do a 180 and you go in the opposite direction, you can do that with the words that you speak. And this is what you need to know. Okay. So as it pertains to changing perspective on a situation, whether you want to, you know, deploy gratitude, that's always going to be a great strategy too. Gosh, we need to talk about that because you literally, you can't ever be sad and grateful at the same time. So two things we need to talk about. We need to talk about pivot turn and then we need to talk about thoughts are things. Okay. So words create your reality. That's the better way to say it. Your words create your reality and thoughts are things. And that's going to be actually two strategies that we can utilize to mentally launch ourselves out of the current situation and essentially dominate our 24. I always say run our 24, but the last podcast, we're talking about dominating that time, all right? Winning by a landslide, commanding it, not being sucked up into the drama and chaos. All right, so let's start with this. Let's start out with words create your reality. So this is what you need to know. You can put your pencils down, you need to have your full attention. So let's practice our active listening skills. If I could have you sit up a little bit taller. <sighs> Take a nice breath. Shoulder blades down and back. Draw your abdominals in. All right. Everybody's present. Great. Okay. So here's what you need to know. We're going to start talking first about how your words create your reality. And I'm going to take you through the steps of it so that you know the steps to follow and you can reproduce the same results at home or your work or wherever. Okay. So we're in training now. 
So what you need to know is there is a portion we have, we have to talk anatomy and physiology as always. So, and yes, it's going to involve the brain. That's just how it is. (laughs) Nothing has changed since I started teaching. How many ever years ago? That is my standard mode of operation. I don't see it for I don't foresee it changing in the near future. So that you know that you're on the right podcast, right? If you were looking for talking about the nervous system. So let's talk about actually your subconscious mind. Now this is what is so incredibly cool. Your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind is the part of your mind. It's not a structure of your brain. It's the part of your mind that tells you you know what's up, like you're awake. You're aware that you're sitting down. You're aware that you are awake. You're aware that there's people in the room with you. You're aware that you're on a phone call. You're aware that you are whatever. So it creates that awareness and your space, you know, wherever you are, we'll leave it at that. Okay, you know what you know because you're conscious. It, it's your conscious mind. You're present. Now, the subconscious mind is actually this key instrumentation. It is so incredibly powerful and yet one of the most underutilized tools that you have in your tool belt to completely transform any predicament any situation that you are in, good, bad, or indifferent. Okay, so here's what it looks like. The first sentence that I want to open with is a statement, okay? And this is going to be something for you to take in, and we're going to hold this. We'll hold this as truth, because this is going to make sense to you, okay? You listen to yourself. Every single thing that you say, words, like spoken words, Everything that you type via text, via email, okay, you are listening to yourself say them. I mean, you're right inside of your head. So if I were to tell you that the subconscious mind actually acts like a super receiver and it grabs all of the information in the spoken word Uh, what you have to do in order to be able to write the word, but also your thoughts. Whether these are positive or negative thoughts, it grabs all of it and it stuffs it up into your conscious brain. And that's how you start to believe that things are the way that they are. So, for example, if you have the belief or you say all the time, I am the best in the world at making chocolate chip cookies and you have said that to every single person your whole entire life you would 100% through and through have the belief that you make the best chocolate chip cookies period the interesting thing that happens is when you start repeating something over and over and over again and yes that's how you learn you learn through repetition But we're talking about the subconscious mind right here. And what it does is it starts to program your brain. When it comes to your goals, when it comes to changing your perspective, your vantage point, your mindset on a situation, you can actually utilize that subconscious brain to start programming your conscious self into believing 
that something is true. Because the cool thing that's about the subconscious mind is the subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact and fiction. You've heard me mention this before, and I'm repeating it because it is so worth repeating because it's very underutilized tool. So here you are. Let's say you were talking, um, your words create your reality, right? And some of the words on, on coaching calls today were, I struggle with that seasonal effective, okay? And so what we want to do here is we want to take a look at the words that we're saying. So if you repetitively said, and I said this, you know, about myself before too, things that I've struggled with. Oh my gosh, I've struggled with my weight. I've struggled with money. I've struggled with relationships. And when you continually say it, you're programming yourself and your brain starts to believe it. Like I totally struggle with this. I totally struggle with this. Even if there's no struggle involved, the mere fact that you're saying it programs your brain and you will never be able to move out of that struggle because you have basically programmed yourself to accept that as the truth. Now, I'm, I'm, I understand the fact that maybe you have not had fruitful relationships. Maybe you have not had a strong source of cash flow. You may have not had the best outlook during certain times of year if the sunshine isn't out. I get it. Those are, those are true facts. What I'm coaching you, training and coaching you to do right now is to start to become very aware of the language that you use because you are always listening to yourself. And you can either speak in a very condescending, very entrapped, negative way, or you can speak life into yourself. And here's how you utilize it, okay? Where if now we were to say, okay, I'm not going to say that I struggle with uh, anything, alcohol, I struggle with math, I struggle with learning computers. I mean, you can use it with anything, right? What you want to do when you are not wanting to stay in that spider web of struggle, okay? You're committed to doing something different in order to have a different result, you have to actually do something different, right? Okay, so this is what we're doing. We are changing. We are flipping the script. We're doing what's called a pivot turn, and we are going to start speaking life over the circumstance because everything that you speak, there's a lot, man, I'm just dropping some firebombs on this podcast. We could be here for probably an eight-hour seminar and not even begin to crack the shell on how cool this stuff is. So I'm going to do my best to remain focused here, but the more I'm talking about this, the more excited I'm becoming, and the honest to God, I'm not even tired anymore. So thank you. This is awesome. All right, cool. Training goal accomplished, right? When you get involved in your project, okay, you forget that you were having a problem before because now you have a goal, now you have a vision, you have sparked your your motivation and, and your momentum, and all you have to do now, baby, is steer it. 
Okay, so that's what we're doing. You have seen it live in action here. You got to show up. You got to show up when you don't feel like it. You got to remain committed to your goal and you just light a little fire under it and you go, baby. All right, so here we are. Now we're talking about what happens when you speak life over your circumstances. And I'm not neglecting God in this role. I want to get some of the science geeky things out of the way first so that we can have uh, more concrete understanding as to how this plays out and how do you interpret the things that you see on social media when people are talking about the law of attraction, when people are talking about quantum physics, when people are quoting Tesla and Edison and all different people who you know were kind of like deemed as being way out there, they were rooted in deep science, which of course you know, was created by God. So I am not neglecting him in any way. I want you to know the intentionality behind this portion of the podcast. Okay. So we're going to get to that. What I'm saying is this, when you start speaking life over your situation, okay, let's take your health and fitness as the example. I like to use that one because man, that is one that people go back and forth. in. I think all of us at one point or another have had issues where we struggled and we said it, struggle with my weight. I can't gain weight. I can't lose weight. My, my body never changes. I have problems with, you know, how I'm eating all these things. We all get it. Okay. So we're, we're on the same page here. So if we were to decide that rather than being yo-yo dieters or restrictive eaters or cardio bunnies in order to burn off every last piece of fat on our bodies, we saw something else, which we're pretty sure is going to actually be a more solid way for us to train or to meal prep or to live our life. But the identity that we have right now is so far away from that other person who we have yet to become that it's almost impossible for you to start speaking life over your situation because honest to God, you're in doubt as to whether or not you can do it because A, you're far away and B, you've tried this multiple times and you have failed and probably failed miserably. And every single time you do it, you end up in the same disappointing spot and you're almost at the point of throwing up your hands and just like, oh my God, if I can just get through this next party or right, you end up back in that survival mode and that victim mode. And that's so not what we're about here. So what I'm going to teach you about is the fact that you can speak life over your situation and you can utilize the subconscious mind to start programming your brain to believe things before you ever even see them in your material space. Okay. And if you don't believe me, go and interview some professional sports players. In any sports, whether we're talking boxing, uh, wrestling, MMA sort of a thing, we're talking about baseball players, we're talking about tennis players, you know, like world-class athletes, nearly all the ones that I've ever met and including ones that I've seen in interviews or have read their, their biographies or autobiographies, they all mention the topic of visualization as being part of their training. Your body will only go the places where your mind has traveled before. So when you're casting out to achieve like a, a, like a giant stretch goal for yourself, 
Okay, like it's so far out there, you're almost not even telling anybody because you're like, you know what, I think I'm just going to start this thing. And I'm not sure at what point I'm going to tell anybody, but it's so far out there. I don't even want to deal with the people. I'm not even confident that I can, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not even confident that I can do this. So I'm just going to like fly underneath the radar and, you know, maybe I'll announce it after I accomplish it. Like, because it's so far and you don't feel like dealing with the backlash. You don't feel like dealing with the negative naysayers, but mostly you fear failing because you're not confident in your ability to become that person and to do the actions that need to be done so that you can have the thing, right? We've all been there. Whether it's running around the block one time, whether it's running a 5k or you're one of those People who just like to run really, really far. They're doing marathons. And then I saw somebody the other day, they had a bumper sticker that had, you know, stuff like 20, what is it, 26.4 for a marathon? Something like that. It's more than 20, whatever it is. Bless you people. But this one had 100. Like, who does that? It's people who visualize. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you can actually utilize the visualization process, which actually it, it ties in your subconscious mind. And when you think of the thing that you want or the person that you want to become, it's imperative that you start speaking life over it and you start visualizing yourself having it or being in that environment, whatever it is, like all the sights, all the sounds, all the colors, everything, so that you can get the picture crystal clear and you can have the emotional feeling of your being there. There has to be both. Once you have emotional tie-in, it's basically a done deal. And you do this visualization process. You don't need to do it all day. Once you formulate that crystal clear vision of what this thing is going to look like inside of your head. And you've been there a few times. And your emotions are there. And you're pretty, like, you can picture yourself there. Now, all of a sudden, there's like this switch that happens. You're super excited about this. You can see it. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can touch it. Like, everything, every part of it is totally there. What happens now is that you visit that vision every single day. And the most impressionable times to do it are first thing in the morning, right when you open up your eyes and last before you go to sleep. Okay, not in between electronics. If you were listening to the last podcast, we were talking about creating a morning routine. Okay, that's actually free of electronics to allow your receptors, your stress receptors time to clear so that you can be in the position of power and not get caught up in the craziness of the stress response. Okay, so when you open up your eyes and you're saying your thank you prayers, thank you God, thank you God for waking me up today, and you're taking your breaths while you're sitting on the side of the bed, what a grand time to step into your vision. Your mind is clear, your body is in a peak state what a fantastic time. You want to talk about how much more impressed that picture, that vision is going to be in your brain. That's the work of the subconscious mind right there, tying into your conscious mind. And when you keep on repeating your visitation there, what, three minutes, five minutes a day, it starts to become so real inside of your mind that you're getting excited about this. And what happens, this is how your nervous system is built, is that there's two things that cause 
that motivate, I guess, human behavior, that cause human behavior. One is the avoidance of pain, and two is the pursuance of pleasure. Well, guess what we did? We just created a vision inside of our head that was so awesome, we now have emotional tie-in to it. We can see it. We don't need anything except a second for us to envision ourselves being in there. We can imagine that we're in there. And now all of a sudden, your body starts taking action steps in the direction of that thing. Because even though there's a lot of people who are governed and do things or don't do things because they're trying to avoid pain, the ultimate pleasure centers are involved in the pursuance of pleasure. That's more of a magnificent draw. When you have something that draws you towards it instead of something that you're trying to avoid, think of the difference between walking on hot coals and you're trying to find a, a cool spot on there. So you're like, ah, 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 okay, as opposed to being in a nice sunshiny oasis floating on a... a really comfy raft with your, you know, your little fruity drink in the, in the cup holder and the, the water, you can feel the water and the sun's on you and it just smells like, it smells so great. The, the being on the beach, you can smell suntan lotion. You're kind of like floating in the water. So like if you've got back pain, the back doesn't hurt you. I mean, it's like the best place in the world to be. Like you can, you're there. That's what you end up going after. And then all of a sudden you're like, I, I have to be there. Because now when you come back into your normal life, you look around and you're like, well, this is Chicago and it's cloudy. It's terrible here. And what happens is, I, you know, I guess in this example, what we've done is we have transplanted ourselves. And all of a sudden, next thing that you know, you've saved up money. You started an exercise program and you're going to be on a jet. You're going to be vacationing pretty soon. And that's how it happens. And that's just one example. Whereas if you're having a hard time struggling with something, the, the training step, if you would, the tactic, the strategy is to deploy what's called a pivot turn where instead of your current situation, which no longer serves you, it only ends up in disappointment. And disappointment is a very, very, very low energy frequency that comes off of you. You deploy the opposite. So instead of I struggle with seasonal affective disorder, or I struggle with my health and fitness, or I struggle with my money, blah, 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 blah. You change your language and you, you start speaking life, something more positive. What's the opposite of that situation? Or what is something that's bigger and brighter and gets you charged up so that you're not focusing on the current situation, which is not optimal? And that can be anything. This could even be after you've hit rock bottom financially and you're trying to dig your way out of there. Right? You envision yourself, where do I want to be six months from now? Or do I not even want to put a timestamp on this? Where do I want to be ultimately? What kind of house do I want to be living in? Not from the standpoint of materialism because you love the stuff, but because 
you enjoy building that sort of a lifestyle. And then you, you, it's like a little claymation, if you would. And then you bring the people over. So you just, you know, you gently place the people that you want in there. And then you, you decorate, you know, the walls or whatever. You make it so fun and playful inside of your head that you're no longer here. You're automatically visiting your vision and the vision is pulling you. So now when you're here, it almost seems foreign and you're like, you know what? You start to emotionally discharge yourself and disconnect from the thing where you are struggling. And that's what needs to happen. When you have high emotional investment in a situation, especially a painful one, you had a breakup. I mean, think about the last time you went through a miserable breakup, or maybe it was a job loss for you. How much emotional heartache there was and how hard it was for you to move on because your emotions were tied inside of there. And it's not until one day you just decide, like, enough is enough already. I'm exhausted over here. Or something else or somebody else comes along and you're like, oh my gosh, there's life outside of here. Yay. And you start, you look beyond your current situation. Okay. What I'm teaching you to do right now is to create your own opportunity and your own battle plan, if you would, on how to step out of the situation. And it's not in any way what's the word? Stuffing feelings? Because I know that people ask me that question all the time. Well, I feel like I'm not dealing with my feelings. Well, you can either have your feelings or you can have what you want. You make the decision. The process of grieving is different than feelings. How about that? Let's throw down that distinction. The process of grieving Okay, like the denial and the anger and the acceptance, you know, the process of grieving, that's different. But if all you have are feelings and feelings which are not empowering, feelings which are literally keeping you stuck and you're stuck in the cycle, feelings are rooted in your physiology. They're based on brain chemistry. And here comes some iron versus iron coaching. This is what I call it. You're getting the very clear teaching from me. And I know oftentimes it can land very, very harsh. That's why you come to me for coaching. Because I'm not the, it's okay, it's all right, tell me all about it for the 3,000th time so that you can become addicted to the disappointment and the shame and the guilt or whatever is keeping you stuck. My job is to show you how to step out of that with clarity and with firm conviction. Peace out, yo. And also how to forgive and make peace with the past. That's why I bring in the spiritual component. So that you can do this seamlessly and you move from point A to point B. It's not point A and then point A subtype number one, and then back step and kind of slide down and whoops, I fell and you're squiggling all around. My job is to show you how to get from point A to point B in like a New York minute. That's my specialty because I I speak with the amount of clarity that I do. 
I know you guys learned so much about my coaching. This is a way different side of my coaching than what we have time for just in the fitness world. But the cool thing is that all my fitness clients always come over to personal development. And then all of my personal development clients always come over to the fitness side, which is why I have that two, the two divisions to my company because you, you can't separate them out. But it's pretty awesome, right? When you get into thinking about like how does the brain actually work? How can you champion your current 